Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Surviving Motherhood with Chris and Rachel. We're talking about all things parenting, the mishaps, the struggles, and maybe even some motivation. Grab your coffee or wine and join us for some real talk. Hey everyone, welcome to Surviving Motherhood Podcast. Today we've got a very special episode with Becca from Little Z Sleep, and she is a sleep consultant for infants, newborns, and toddlers, and I am literally so excited to talk to her. (laughs) Um, You came recommended to us from one of our followers because I was whining on stories about my toddler sleeping. And they were like, go check out Becca. She's amazing. She's doing a Q and a today. So get on in there. And I was like, bet I'm I'm, I'm there. (laughs) So we're so happy to have you with us today. Yes. Well, thanks so much for having me. And that's pretty much how everybody finds me is like, we're always shouting out about like, I'm so tired. And people are like, Oh, let me help. And I'm just so glad that you connected with me. Yes, absolutely. Any, I was just like, I was to the point, well, he was doing this thing, which I mean, we can talk more about this later, but he's not doing it right now. Knock on wood. Um, He was, he was literally waking up at 2am like it was morning. And I was Mm -hmm. like, excuse me, sir, you're broken. Go to bed. And he's like, I'm hungry. I'm toasty. I'm this. I'm that. And I'm like, I don't care. It's 2 a.m. Yeah. You should be asleep. So that was my, my, that was my panic moment of like, all my followers, I don't, he's broken. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so anyway, not, like I said, he's not doing it right now. So fingers crossed. So yes. we want to learn a little bit more about you. How many kiddos do you have? Yeah, I have two girls. They are two and a half and four and a half. They are um, 18 months apart. So they are um, like best friends. They've been room sharing since they were, gosh, the youngest one was eight months when we started room sharing with them. Um, My husband and I, we do this business together. He is not a sleep consultant. He runs all the things on the back end for me so that I can really focus on my clients and give them like my all one-on-one support. So that is, uh, yeah, in a nutshell, we live here in Richmond, Virginia. I, um, we actually went to LSU. So that's why I have a lot of clients down in like Louisiana, Texas area, which is maybe why you found me. But now that we're starting to just work with so many families all over the place, you know, there's no boundaries. As long as you have a um, a phone and a yeah. tired kid, then we can work together. So, yeah. yeah, which is I'm sure Check. every yep. mom ever. So, exactly. oh gosh. Okay, so how did you get started in sleep consulting? What did your kind of journey look like? Yeah, so my background is in education. I have a um, a master's and bachelor in elementary education. So I was like, um, always I've always wanted to teach. So I um, became a teacher and taught for a couple of years. And then I had our first daughter. And I took like the longest maternity leave possible. And I was always like, oh, I'm gonna just jump right back in. But then of course, you have a kid and you're like, you're no, everything just goes out the window. So I had her and I was like, I just cannot imagine like going back to work. But that was I mean, we had to do that. And I there was no other option. But at the same time, I was struggling with like, well, what do I want to do? I was just 
not sleeping. I mean, I didn't know what to do with her. I was a very young new mom. I didn't really have a lot of friends who had kids. And so I didn't really know. I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter what age you are when you have your child. You just don't know. You're basically clueless. So I brought her home and I'm like, okay, what do we do here? And she was three and a half months old when I went back to work and we were still waking up like every 45 to 90 minutes throughout the night. Like, I don't know. Do we feed her? Do we hold her? Do we rock her? And it ended up being like, um, I woke up one night and I just couldn't remember where she was. Like she was on me, but I had no recollection of putting her on me. And then I'd wake up and she wasn't on me and she wasn't in her bassinet. And I'm like freaking out, you know, that heart racing moment of like, where is (laughs) my child? And you just realize, I realized in that moment how it's, I mean, it's so unsafe, but how scary it was to be sleep deprived because I literally had no clue what was happening. And so um, that was like, whoa, huge wake up call. So I just sat down on Google, like every tired mom and was like, how do I get my kid to sleep? And of course, if you've done that Google search, there are oh. a bajillion Ooh. ideas. <laughs> and so I just kind of sorted through things and like picked something. I was like, oh, this looks like it'll work. Oh, cool. It's a $20 book. Oh, I can do that. I can teach myself because I'm a teacher. I have a degree in teaching. <laughs> no, if you're a tired mom, you cannot function. <laughs> So yeah, that that did not work well for me. But then I started to like hear about sleep consulting and that, you know, oh, someone could help you. And I was like, what's that? Someone can like actually work with you. That seems kind of crazy. So anyways, that's where I ended up is um, I like wanted to become a sleep consultant because I like to teach, but I needed to have someone teach me and keep me accountable. So I worked with someone and within just a couple of days, she was sleeping 12 hours a night. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is amazing. Wow. Um, so then that's kind of where the excitement for like, you know, any mom who's listening, who's like had that moment where you realize that sleep really is a thing. And you're like, oh my gosh, this can happen. I've got to tell everybody. So that really just spurred me on. And so that was um, 2015 in the spring I trained and then I just dove head first. Like I'm not I'm not going to like sit around and just think about that. I want to do it like I want to do it. So um, I quit teaching that. Uh, I, well, I ended that year and then didn't go back and just full force. And I remember a lot of people being like, OK, yeah, good luck. I mean, you can always come back to teaching if you want. I'm like, no, that's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> so, yeah, here we are almost four years later. And um, it's just been an, an awesome ride. Yeah, that that's is awesome. awesome. I'm um I'm a former teacher too, and I that was the one thing when I decided not to go back after maternity leave, is I really couldn't. And my daughter was a good sleeper. Yeah, but I was just like, I don't know how I will function. Like, right. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, your brain power is taking up so much with having a newborn and an infant that like. I mean, I know there's a a lot of amazing women who do it, but I was teaching second grade at the time and I was like, I love those babies so much and I don't think I can give them what they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a tired time anyway, even when she was a good sleeper, it's just like your brain, it's mm-hmm. not, you're not functioning in all cylinders. No, <laughs> yes. I think not. it's too, like the level of responsibility all of a sudden, it's like everything this human needs, everyone asks you, why is he crying? Why is he eat this? Why is he? And you're like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. If I knew, I would do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's hard. So what's the first step a mom can take to help her baby sleep better? Oh, that's such a good question. So it really depends on like how old your child is, right? Because there's so many different avenues that you can get started on. So if like, if you are that new mom, like you were in my shoes, that was like, what? 
do I do? I mean, like the very first thing I would always look at is like educating yourself on what safe sleep is. So I'm really passionate about that. And that in itself is like just uh, kind of a hot topic because there are so many products that are like pushed social media, like this is going to be your saving grace and you should use this. And they're like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. No, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like we don't need yeah. all of these things. Right. So um, for one, I, I'd say like when you're a new mom and you're like, are trying to create good sleep, like just really educate yourself on what kind of um, safe sleep practices you want to, um, you want to be aware of, because I think that's, foundationally important. Um, and as your child ages, the the next thing that I would always look at is no matter whether you are day one and from home from the hospital or you have a five-year-old, the first step is really bedtime routine. And that's going to look different per kid and per age, but creating a, a structured bedtime routine is like the, the key to unlock your better night's sleep for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love we, a good routine. Yes. And it's <laughs> like, you don't realize I've always kind of done it with both kids and you don't realize how much you need it until you, um, don't do it. <laughs> like, right. it, and then I'll, I'll be like, Oh, Oh, that's why he's gotten up 12 times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I skipped bath and I was trying to, I was trying to, you know, move bedtime along and I've messed myself up. Yeah, it's powerful. It really is super powerful. And what I always want parents to feel is that, you know, bedtime shouldn't be stressful. Of course, that's where we start with um, the parents that I work with is it's stressful. It's frustrating. Mm -hmm. You don't look forward to it. You have an anxiety about the evening time coming. And then, you know, you have no idea how long it's going to take. And so what my real like mission is, is that we should look forward to bedtime, you know, no matter mm -hmm. the age of our little one, whether they it's, you know, obviously age appropriate for newborns to wake up multiple times a night. Like I still want you to look forward to that time where, you know, okay, we're going to do these steps and we're going to put them in their bed, whether that's a crib or a bassinet or, you know, pack and play. And then they're going to fall asleep and we will get up in the nighttime, but I have this to count on right now. And mm -hmm. again, no matter the age from zero to five that I work with, that is like, we should look forward to it. It should not be stressful. And, and and the other thing is we should be able to have really anyone do that bedtime routine um, so that mm -hmm. you can have a date night, you can have a babysitter and, or whatever you want to do and, you know, not be completely tied down in chains to your bedtime routine that, you, you know, it's just one person, you know, it should be whether that's um, you and your spouse or a babysitter, like other people can be involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what is the most common mistake that you see moms make with their newborn sleep? Oh gosh, that's a good question. So I think with, with newborn sleep, the biggest mistake is the uh, awake time windows. And that is the number mm -hmm. one thing that got me in trouble. And so I share often, and this always surprises people that like newborns can really only be awake for 45 to 60 minutes and then they need to go take a nap. And I remember vividly like carrying my daughter around in my arms, like she's just not tired. She's been awake for three hours. I have a very alert baby. And I mean, I hear that from people all the time. Like my baby's just so alert, but the truth is they are exhausted. And so yeah, when for a newborn, like yeah, when for a newborn, you can start to say like, I'm going to watch the clock and put them down 45 to 60 minutes from their time they woke up from their last nap. Like that is so critical because that's how you can stop the witching hour in the evening where they are just inconsolable and everybody knows what that time is like and yeah. um, helps your nighttime. So it's really, I mean, to help them sleep better is just to make sure they're not awake for too long. Yes. yes. I, I was obsessed with wake time with my daughter. Like I'd be like, okay, what is our, her ideal wake time? She just yawned. It's time for her to go. <laughs> like, yes, like watching for the sleep cues. Yeah. That was the, that was the 
I was the first time mom then. <laughs> yeah, and that's good though. You know, it's good to be aware. And I, you know, as you build that awareness, the next part is with families is basically allowing them to feel like the freedom because their child sleeps well. Like, yes, you are bound to the clock for probably the first five months of your child's life, but it should be a freeing sense, not like, oh my gosh, in an hour and a half, I have to put them down for a nap and I have no idea how they're gonna nap. Are they gonna be on the bouncy ball in their rocker? Am I gonna have to nurse them to sleep? Like, what's happening? No, it should be freeing to know in an hour and a half, I'm gonna lay them in their crib, walk out the room, they're gonna go to sleep and sleep for an hour and a half. Yes, that's always for me too. Like if somebody was like, hey, do you want to, go to the library at 10. I'm like, no, because at 10, my child's napping. And if I choose to skip that and go to the library, it will not be a fun time at the library. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's like yeah. just knowing what to expect from them and their sleep habits always helped me. Everybody always would, you know, oh, Chris, such a scheduler, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, laugh it up. My kids are sleeping 12 hours a night, you know? <laughs> exactly. And every parent is different on that, right? That, you know, you can have some freedom times, but if you know, I have a client right now that like, she knows, oh, if I take my kid to the gym in the morning and they have, you know, they miss their morning nap, even if it's by an hour, it's a just terrible rest of the day. You yeah. know, we cannot catch up from that. And so, you know, sometimes you have to learn those lessons the hard way. And then there are some that I've worked with that the kid is a little bit more flexible and where they're a little bit older to be flexible. And so, yeah, it definitely, um, I'm all for a schedule and all for feeling like the freedom of that schedule. Uh-huh. Yes. What are the best books or blogs to read and follow before a baby's born? Oh, good question. Because like I said, I did that Google search and you can find yes. like just an infinity amount of blog posts and things like that. So I actually don't want people to encourage to go read blogs unless it is from a certified pediatric sleep consultant or perhaps a pediatrician. Sometimes I have to give a little bit of leeway on the pediatrician one too, because you, you need to make sure they have sleep training. Um, most pediatricians don't have sleep training. So find someone who is actually a credible pediatric certified sleep consultant or expert or something and look at their blogs. Please do not go just searching mommy blogs to see like, oh, this worked for them. Let's try it for me, which is, you know what? I did that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are trying that. But just because it works for that one kid doesn't mean it's like if it's everybody. So I mean, I would definitely search for reputable things. Um, my favorite book, I mean, there's so again, so many books, but one of my favorite books is The Baby Whisperer by Tracy Hogg and then um, Baby Wise. So the thing with those is I you will know baby wise people because they're like cultish. Like yes, I live me. and breathe baby, baby wise. wise. And yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I think that's great. If you are like just full in on baby wise, my personality and why I think I just, I really truly believe that like God has given me this gift to be this pediatric sleeping consultant. It's because I am not like a type A person. So I make the best consultant because I'm not going to hold something over you and like make sure you're following it like to AT because life happens. So that's where mm -hmm. eat, play, sleep comes in, right? Like eat, play, sleep and baby wise. That is a phenomenal thing. And we are going to aim for that as best we can. But guess what? Life happens. It's not going to be perfect every time. So you have to have that grace to give yourself. And when you're reading these books, like that's great. We can look at the baby whisperer and decide what type of baby you have. I think that's really fun to look into. Um, I do like uh, also the baby whisperer audiobook is my favorite because Tracy Hogg was British and she just is so soothing. So I prefer <laughs> the audio than the uh, who has time to read a book when you have a baby. Listen right, to it. Yeah. It's good. Um, baby wise, that's great. But you know, like don't hold over these ideas like, well, it worked for this one person. It has to work for me. No, 
that's definitely not the case. Um, and and you know, books and blogs are awesome too, but I really believe that the future of what we're looking at are like online courses, which is what I provide for families. So being able to have like a newborn course on safe sleep, on awake times and have a voice speak into things and make it a little bit more interactive. You know, I love that aspect of it too. So whether you are a um, book person or a blog person, just make sure you are careful about what you're consuming so that you're not getting too many ideas into your mind or things that maybe aren't like actually safe or reputable. Just be careful what you read and watch. Yeah, and I I remember everything's so conflicting when you just go out and read blogs. It's like you have to try one thing and see if it works for your kid. If you're reading 12 different blogs at the same time, it's not necessarily going to be uh, good information and it'll be conflicting. And so even if something does work and you're trying a bunch of different things, you won't know what what worked for actually worked for your kid. Right. And I definitely ask my clients like, Hey, just put your blinders on right now. Like if you're committing to me and what we're doing together, like put your blinders on, do not go out and look for other ideas and other sources. And no one's ever actually really like actively done that while I was, you know, working with them, but it's easy to, you know, it's easy to Uh like, Oh, so-and-so told me this should, I should try this. And maybe I've just had like just a a wonderful clients who don't come to me and say, well, so-and-so said I should try this. Like they trust me wholly, which is wonderful, but you know, it's so easy to get, yes, like a complete contradiction of things out there. And the thing with sleep is that there is no black and white answer. There's just no black and white mm-hmm. answer. And so in any of my courses or any of my e-coachings, like we're going to lay out a plan and we're going to do these things. But the reason I have like daily automated messages that come to you or the, the reason I offer phone support is because every kid is different. So there are going to be some changes that we need to make and some things we need to look at. And every every baby is completely different. You know, of course, there's a lot of the same foundational things there, but your family is different, you know, from each other. And that's definitely important to factor into when you're looking at how to help your child sleep better. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. For uh, me, I couldn't even follow the exact same thing with every baby. It's like, when oh yeah. My second was born. I'm like, okay, Rachel, uh, I did everything the same as Griffin and Griffin was already sleeping by now and Beckett's not. So I don't know what to do now. Like, yeah, <laughs> I thought yeah, I was an expert. They're totally different. And I, I, I really, I mean, I work more often with the second, the third, the fourth, even the fifth kid in the family because they're all different. And so I don't ever want a mom to feel like, oh my gosh, I should, I should know what to do. This is my fourth kid. No. Have you already had that same kid four times? No, they're different. So it's just, it's every, yeah. I mean, I have a friend that makes fun of me when I say this because I like, it just truly astounds me that like every person is different, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yes. They are though. So true. All of my babies were, and they're all boys, all same mom and dad, all very different. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. You never know what you're going to (laughs) get. No, you can't copy and paste what you did for the first with the second. It's not going to (laughs) translate. Uh, as as easy as that would be. Uh Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, when do you think a baby or when do you recommend a baby be sleeping in their own room for mom and baby to get the best sleep? 
Yeah. So I actually can never give a definitive answer on this simply because there are so many, speaking of contradicting, the American Academy of Pediatrics has come out in the last several years, like saying all kinds of different things like, oh, you should room share for 12 months. Oh, really? I'm not really sure how many people are room sharing for 12 months or, you know, you should room share until four months or six months. And moving from like the bassinet to the crib, that kind of naturally happens around three to four months when they start to outgrow it. Or if you're like me and you're just tired of the bassinet and you just move them straight to the crib. Okay, fine. So a lot of it comes down to, you know, parent personality. And I think a big issue that we have right now is mother's anxiety, right? About, you know, having the crib or the bassinet like literally under your nose while you're sleeping in your bed and they're like inches away from you. So there is a factor, of course, in the beginning that, yeah, your little one needs you for everything, literally everything they need you for. So yes, we need to be in tune. But once we hit that like four month, five month mark, you know, we're really trying to lay a wonderful 11 to 12 hours of sleep. Yes, with a night feed or more if medically directed. But as far as, you know, when parents are ready to move them to their own room or their own space, it really is up to them. I'm never going to tell a parent like, yes, you should make that decision unless they, um, they are maybe in like a, um, I've had several clients in um, like Brooklyn area where it's a one bedroom you know, apartment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there is no other room, but look, we have this, you know, great walk-in closet. That is a basically a room for your child. And so if we're trying to problem solve here, we can try to look for that. Um, most everyone who is attracted to me and my sleep philosophies and my courses, they are ready to like, they don't want to co-sleep with baby. They don't want to bed share with baby. They want baby in their own bed. And that's mm-hmm. what I believe is safe sleep is having baby in their own bed. But then when it comes to like, when are you ready to move them to their own room? That is like totally up to the parents. Um, because again, that's so, such a personal decision. And every family that I've worked with um, is again, <laughs> the theme here is just completely different. So um, mm-hmm. you know, it can be something like that, or, or it could be like the family history. I've worked with several families who actually had lost a child before. And I, there's no, there, no, you want to room share as long as you want to go for it. You know, I yeah. have no, I will never tell you not to do that. Or they've had a long road of surgeries and medical conditions. Okay. You guys do whatever is best for you, but we can still create good sleep around that, you know? So definitely I'm going to lean on whatever the parents are most comfortable with. Yeah. yeah. That's good. I can I, I can definitely see that because I moved mine two completely different times. Same parents, everything. But like yeah. my daughter was a grunter. She was a good sleeper, but she just yeah. made a lot of noise. And so yes. I was yeah. never getting to a deep sleep because I was just constantly like, oh, she grunted. What does she need? What, what? She didn't need anything. She's fine. Right. Yes. <laughs> so I ended up moving her sooner than my son because I could sleep with him close and he was fussier. So it was, I was easier on me. I was doing more in the middle of the night for him rather than her. She was just moving around and I'm like, girl, go back to sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So putting a little space between us was nice. Yes. Oh, sometimes it's necessary. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Definitely. Do you think that it's important? I think this is a baby wise thing. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. I was just curious on it. If it was (laughs) to, to start your day at the same time every day? Oh, yeah. Good question. There are some very hardcore people that are like, no, I've got to. And, and again, there's so many different sleep philosophies out there. If that works, you know, for um, if, for like a family who maybe does daycare Monday through Friday and they have, um, they've got to get baby up at 6.15 every single day, then, I mean, we kind of have to build that into our plan, right? They're like, well, you know, if your baby's sleeping, you obviously have to get them up so we can move on with our day. But again, this is like me being Becca, like, 
hey, on Saturday, Sunday, if your kid is still sleeping at 6.15, keep sleeping. <laughs> like, just <Yeah>. enjoy it. <laughs> Don't feel like you got to go in there and get your baby up at 6.15 just because the rest of the week they are. Like, no, there is always that. I mean, again, I think if people get a gist from me, like, I'm it's flexibility. Like it's life. You have to be a little flexible. I wouldn't want you to feel like every day has to start at 615 because that's semi-miserable. However, I can't guarantee that your baby is, is naturally going to sleep later if we have to wake your child up Monday through Friday. So there are some situations um, where parents have asked me like, hey, my kid is on a six to six schedule because that's what works best for, you know, Monday through Friday. Can I do a seven to seven schedule on Saturday and Sunday? The answer is like, you could try, but I think you're going to be miserable um, because if, uh -huh. especially for babies, when they know what they like, they're going to stick to what they like. Yeah. And, you know, you can't really, you can't shift things that drastically. And um, thank goodness, uh, many of my one-on-one -on -one clients who um, I've worked with have told me at the end, like, you know, I've just realized that the baby year is happier on a six to six than a seven to seven, because the whole time I was like, no, seven o'clock is too late for them. We can tell. And again, every kid is different. So I'm grateful that many families just kind of understand that. But yeah, every now and then I'll get like a, well, how can I teach my baby to sleep in on Saturday? I'm like, you uh, can't. Yeah. <laughs> not a thing. No. I'll be Googling that later. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, maybe, oh, uh, I is wish. Like, yeah, maybe high school. Is that what happens? I don't know. Yeah. 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 yeah there heard. is some point where it switches, right? Where they, then you're having to like get them up. I'm like, okay, it's 1030. You need to get up for the day. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We are not there for sure. <laughs> no. Uh, uh. So we've talked to, we mentioned this a little bit, but when do you, when are times that you should wake a sleeping baby? Yeah. So, um, and again, it kind of goes with like age expectations here, but uh, most of the time, you know, 12 hours at nighttime being down in their crib for 12 hours or their bed, like that's, that's fine. Um, unless we're looking at, um, a nap transition time where maybe you have put your child to bed early because it was a rough day. Okay. They may get a little bit more than that. So majority of the time I'm asking my clients to wake their baby up at 12 and a half hours. So they don't get too much nighttime sleep because it's all a mm. math equation. If you get too much nighttime, you're going to get, you know, not enough um, during the day. So we don't, we want to make sure there's an even spread of things um, for babies as they grow. I mean, for newborns, um, they're going to sleep, they're going to sleep a lot, or they're going to sleep like for five minutes. So there's really no consistency with newborns. If you happen to be like enjoying a nice long nap, I would consider waking them up at like the three hour marks. So they could have that feed, which is just uh, e as equally important to the um, newborns as sleep is. So um, majority of the time, I'm just going to lean on like, Hey, when did they last eat? Because if it's during the daytime, we want to make sure that that little one does not skip any meals during the day, because we don't want to open up the nighttime to more meals. So most, yes. um, most babies are eating like every three hours during the day. So we'll make sure that they're having those normal feed times throughout the day just to ensure that the calories are there. And again, that we're not like opening up the gateway for multiple or more than one night feeds. Yes. Shove all those calories in when you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's also like, you know, that's one of the myths you hear is like, oh, I should stuff them up during the day so they sleep all night. And it's like, no, that's so much more than that. <laughs> you know, they have yes. to go to sleep and they have to eat, but you don't want to skip a meal during the day. Um, so we definitely want to honor the baby's feeding schedule. But, you know, then again, with um, with nursing moms, it's never it's never as easy as like, oh, every three hours. No, it's, it's a lot of on demand feeding. So um, in those early days, um, in those early, early days, like maybe the literal first two weeks of baby's life, like 
you're just gonna you're just in survival mode um by like eight to nine weeks old oh they kind of understand day and night all right we're feeling like we're a little maybe on the right track here with some routines and things but as baby grows really after I'd say like after 12 months old, um, when they get to like one nap a day, we're really not as concerned about like waking for those feeds because after one, they're not doing that anymore, really. Um, But definitely under one, I want to make sure that they're getting those um, bottles or feeds in during the day that they need. Yeah, that's good. I can remember trying to adjust my ounces. My babies were formula fed babies and being like, okay, I want to drop this nighttime four ounce bottle. So I'm going to add an ounce here and add an ounce here. (laughs) I was like trying to get it down. Yeah. Sometimes it does feel like a science for sure. Yes. (laughs) What are your biggest toddler sleep tips? Asking for a friend. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Good slipping that one in there. Right. Um, No, I mean, seriously, the, um, the toddler bedtime routine, that's key um, for toddlers. And, um, you know, for my podcast this past week was on the toddler sleep regression. The foundation is bedtime routine. If your little one is, you know, having um, improper things during bedtime routine for a toddler, like, I mean, I get it. If your toddler didn't eat dinner, you're going to feel like, oh, I've got to like, you know, cram something in them. So here, guzzle a big thing of milk before you go to bed. Well, that actually causes nighttime issues. So mm-hmm. we want to look to that bedtime routine and make sure that everything's happening the way it should be. Um, And so for toddler bedtime routine, we want to make sure that they're, you know, getting cued for sleep, but they're not falling asleep during the bedtime routine. The whole point is that you get in bed and fall asleep. You're not falling asleep on someone during bedtime routine. So it's just a great way to connect with your child, to enjoy that final 30 minutes of their day. And like my clients, I want them to tell me, hey, I'm like enjoying the last hour with my child now. And that's pretty rare for people to say that the last hour of their day is enjoyable with their toddler. I mean, that's my life every day. I love the final hour of the day with our girls, but that's so not the case for so many. And so for most toddlers, they, it's not just that mom and dad are anxious about bedtime and they have no idea what's going to happen and then they dread it. Well, guess what? Your toddler is feeling the same way. I mean, just because they are um, a toddler doesn't mean that they can't feel things like you can. Like if you're feeling stressed out about sleep, guess what? They are too. If you are feeling like you're you're unsure about the nighttime and you, you just you have this frustration in the air because you don't know, you're going to have to like lay with them for five minutes or you're going to have to sing to them for an hour and a half and then you miss out on whatever you wanted to do. Like they can feel that. So that's where the bedtime routine is just I want it to be for parents like a shift in, oh, this is supposed to be fun. And so my uh, podcast episode number 32 goes into like, this is what you can do and how you can enjoy it because it is. It's supposed to be fun, not stressful. Yes, yes. absolutely. And um, I've noticed with my son, anytime I try to hurry bedtime routine, he's my toddler. Um, he knows it. It's yes. like he he's in a t- he's in the crib with the um t- the toddler rail and so yeah. he can get in and out. It's like any time like if sometimes we report record podcasts right after bedtime or you know right after their bedtime and he knows I swear he knows when it's a podcast night because I'm like moving quicker and you know yeah. trying to get him down and he'll get out of bed twenty five thousand times and I'm like yeah. Son? Yeah, okay. we didn't do this right, mom. No, he's like mom, you screwed up. I'm gonna come tell you twenty five thousand times. 
Yeah, they do. They can pick up on on our stress. They can pick up on like our fast movements and mm -hmm. they're so, so, so smart. And it really is worthwhile to, yeah, to slow down and to enjoy it with them. And the thing that I always want my families to feel is like, we have to build your child's confidence in their sleep. Because if they don't feel like they're good at sleeping, which sounds weird, like, oh, you should be good at sleeping, but they're not. I mean, parents tell me all the time, my kid's a terrible sleeper. My kid hates sleep. Or they're they're literally telling like their mom, like, I hate sleep. My That makes me so excited. Like, it gets me, like, so amped up because, no, that doesn't have to be that way. And when your child is telling you that they hate sleep, no, they just don't know how. And they're not feeling confident in it. And so it's never too late to change that for a child. We just have to let them know that you're really good at this thing called sleep. <laughs> like you're really, really good at it. And you just have to teach them those skills. You can do this. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, so now we have a few mom questions that we ask all of our guests with kids. And so yeah. my first one, which I mean, considering what you do, I feel like we might already know the answer to this, but we'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> What is your biggest mom thing or mom worry? Oh, yeah, good question. So I think as like someone who works from home and our kids are in preschool half day every day, which is awesome. But at the same time, like when they are home, my biggest like mom guilt moment or mom worry moment is like, oh, no, they're seeing me like work too much or, you know, this or that. And um, most recently I was um, like sitting downstairs with my girls and um, one of them was like, I don't know. Well, I don't have to tell you guys. I mean, toddlers are weird. They're just I don't know why she was locking herself in the bathroom. Like it was I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I told her from across the room, I was like, hey, if you keep doing that, there's going to be a consequence, which is weird because I actually don't ever say that word consequence, but it just came out of my mouth. I was like, there's going to be a consequence. It sounded my, serious. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was like, maybe that's what it was. So I ran like my, I'm sorry, my oldest daughter ran over there and like um, says through the door, Hattie, get out of there or you're going to have a consultation, which is like what I do with my clients. I was like, oh, cute. oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that is so like, what do you, funny. Like, what do you think I do? So, you know, sometimes it's like they they know, I don't know. I mean, kids always know how to make you feel like guilty or things like that. Or I'll tell them like, hey, I've got a couple more phone calls and then I'll be done. And they're like, yay, one more phone call. I'm like, oh, you know, it just oh, can always yes. make you feel like that. Griffin oh. said to me yesterday, you're always text messaging. I was oh. like, oh, nice. <laughs> uh, it's like, if only you knew that I was... Scrolling Instagram. No, yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> to say. At least he wasn't like, you're always on the internet or something. I guess text messaging's not too bad. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay. So what is your favorite way to relax at the end of a long day? Oh, yeah. So this is like relatively new, but we got like a home pod for Christmas, like the little, yeah, Apple's Alexa Siri thing. Anyways. Um, and like now I've, I've watched like so much less TV because I'll just like go sit on the couch with like a glass of wine, sit down with my husband and like, we'll just play some music and talk. And I would have not done that before if I guess I just like hadn't been able to be like, you know, hey, Siri, play whatever, you know, play some chill music. And it, I don't know, it's like it sets a different tone for us. And I've really enjoyed that. So that's currently how I like to relax. That's yeah. a good way to use it too, because we ha we don't have one yet. And my husband's like, we don't need one. And I'm like, but we might. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm it's like, yeah, it's totally fun to use. And I mean, we are like huge Apple product people. So it was like, 
I wanted to get like the Alexa or something. And my husband was like, well, why would we do that? We just need to get the Siri. I was like, okay. But um, it's real. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I love it. Train I mean, our company. Good. Yeah, exactly. Because the girls get to like, they just love like playing whatever music they want. And we're like a huge music. My husband is like a, a background in music education. So like, we just love music and it's always playing. Something's always playing. And so it's been nice to like have that, whether it's like, no, it's mommy's turn to listen to my music or finally <laughs> at the end of the day, like, yes, play some chill music and I can just like relax. So yeah, we love it. Yeah. we My boys will ask um, in the morning what the weather's like. Yeah. Because here where we are, it's like, it could be 71 or 41. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> So we'll ask that, like, what's the weather like for today? So it's yes. been nice for that. Okay. So what is your biggest mom hack or mom tip that you would tell a new mom? Oh, gosh, so many tips. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> for like a brand, I guess there's like two different things that popped in my head. For like a brand new mom, um, just enjoy it. Like if you don't have any other kids and this is your first kid and you're like on leave or you're just maybe it's, you know, a couple months in and um, you decided to stay home or you're going back to work, like wherever you are as the new mom, like seriously, just enjoy it. Because I'm not trying to say like, oh, if you have one kid, you know, you have much less work to do. But just things get bigger when you have, you know, more kids in your family. But also like, I remember those days so fondly with my one daughter. Like, I mean, I was never so caught up on like, uh, Gilmore Girls or like yes. uh, Facebook, like I knew what was happening. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it was just so nice to like, like seriously, just take those days and like, don't leave your house for however long you want to like, don't let anybody pressure you to do anything. Just enjoy it. If that's your personality, if your personality is to get out, then maybe don't listen to my advice. But if you're like a brand new mom taking your baby home, um, just to like, just, just nuzzle in and like, enjoy it. Just just don't even feel to put any pressure on yourself because this is such a rare and special time. Um, and then I'd say if like you're a second time mom or third time mom or wherever you are in the mom sphere, my biggest mom hack has absolutely been like the meal delivery service. Like I cannot say enough good stuff about that because I got to this point and I know every mom can feel me on this. I got to this point where I was like, I don't even care what we have for dinner. Just somebody put something in front of me. Like, uh, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but the yes. But the problem was like, I did care. Like, I'm very health conscious. Like, I know what I want to eat. So I would say stuff like that. And my husband would be like, don't you test me like that. Because I'm going to put I'm going to make something for dinner. And you're going to hate it. And you're going to be mad at me. <laughs> so yes. the best like thing we ever did was like nine months ago, we signed up for a meal delivery service. And now it's so much fun to be like, Hey, babe, what do you want for dinner this week? Oh, let's pick out our meals. Like, oh, and then actually my youngest daughter and my husband, like they make the meal together every night. It's just so awesome. It's like so stress-free. too. Yeah. Good. We good love time it. To get them involved. And that leads into a whole nother thing that can be hard with little kids is letting them try food and be involved in it and all that. Yes. I bet that, that aids to that too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's so proud to be like, I made this. I'm like, yes, you did. That's right. And you're going to eat it now because you made it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you know it was not easy. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, well, thank you so, so much for coming on. Where can everybody find you on the internet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on everywhere. In general, just the, yeah. the internet in general. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm on Instagram at little Z sleep. And uh, my podcast is little Z's sleep podcast. Um, Facebook, little Z sleep consulting, little Z sleep.com. Basically anything little Z sleep. Um, so yeah, you, I'm super you locked it down. On... That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Very easy for tired parents <laughs> to find me. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. So are you most active on Instagram? 
Oh yeah. So I'm most active on Instagram. Um, we, I have like, I do Q and A's every Tuesday. I'm uh, just kind of answering as many questions as I possibly can. I have my podcaster on Thursdays and, um, yeah, I just love to float around and, uh, on both Facebook and Instagram, but Instagram is definitely a lot of fun right now. Yes. I love your Q and A's. It's so interesting. Like I don't even have little, little baby babies anymore and I don't plan on having more, but I find myself being like, oh, that is such a great idea. Or <laughs> <laughs> like, it's still, it's still, it's still very interesting. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm just taking notes just in case so I can like dish out good tips later. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I heard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, people tell me that all the time. They're like, I'll get messages. I don't even have children. I'm just engaged and I like watching your, I'm like, okay. Hey, yeah, be an advocate. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, thank you so, so much for coming on. And we'll have all of Becca's information on our um, website, survivingmotherhoodpodcast.com and our Instagram at survivingmotherhoodpodcast. Thank you again for coming on. Yes. Thanks guys for having me. See ya. Thank you. And good luck surviving motherhood guys. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>